0: Welcome to the Cairo Radio Rundown, the only show big enough metaphorically speaking to handle all the Cairo Radio hosts at the same time. I'm Jake Rummel, by day the producer of the Tom and Curly Show, and by night the man who opens the blinds and allows you to look through the Puget Sound's Overton window in 15-minute increments. So I thought today's podcast would be about Inslee's big announcement on schools and trying to return teachers and students to in-person instruction, but it looks like our Cairo colleagues on the COVID-19 Seattle podcast already have a brilliant podcast out on that very topic, so you should go over there. Instead, we're going to talk about another story that all the show's addressed the cal anderson park homeless encampment sweep that was supposed to happen earlier this week there's an unsanctioned encampment there right now there was a lawsuit to stop its clearance temporarily here's reporter Hannah Scott of Seattle's Morning News explaining the lawsuit.
1: The sweeping of that park was going to be imminent and there was a lot of police around to back up the Seattle Parks Department and then there was a lot of people who were living in the park as well as their supporters or defenders who had blockaded the place and there was fireworks and things like that set off. They wanted to keep those people in their homes as they see it. Then yesterday an emergency legal action was filed by one of the people or on behalf of one of the people living in that park uh, who said this is, you know, against... uh, Violates a variety of things, including an Idaho order from a couple of years back that was the big order regarding homeless sweeps, where you had to give had to be able to provide a bed essentially mm-hmm. to anyone that you were going to clear out of the camp. So that was one of the legal arguments. But there was also a lot of kind of anecdotal, emotional uh, things going on, saying it's not it's not fair to try to take away these people's belongings and and boot them out of again their homes while they're right before right in the middle of winter when it's cold and they don't have any place to go and things like that. Well, the city did not budge. There was a two-hour emergency hearing yesterday with uh, federal judge Judge Jones, who was also the same judge that had just ruled on that crowd control issue with Seattle PD. Uh, The judge listened to the arguments. He did not uh, what they're asking for is a temporary restraining order for at least two weeks to delay this sweep and kind of work out some sort of agreement. They want uh, the park to be created. They want it to be an emergency shelter. That's what they want it to be used for because of the current situation and those people living there. The judge did not rule yesterday he said he could issue a decision as early as this morning though so we're keeping an eye out for that the city not budging If they don't if there's no emergency restraining order put forth here then they're going to go ahead with their plan and they're going to clear that that park they do have beds for them though i thought that was part of the deal they, they do have beds for them, but that's not, the, the, they still point to that in some kind of convoluted way. But that's, I talked to the city yesterday and they said all of the, in fact, many of the people who have been living at the park are now in, in temporary shelter beds. Uh-huh. A lot of the people have moved out. I think what we're dealing with here is the people who don't want to leave that park. They, that, that's where they want to live.
2: Well, that's, that's nice. But is this, now, are they, are, are they homeless people or are they protesters trying to make a point?
1: There are some who are homeless people, but not all. I believe many of them are just uh, part of that community.
0: Do you, Ursula, attempt to approach the problem pragmatically and discussed how they personally might try to solve it? I look at it right, and everybody's up in arms, and every you everybody feels passionately
3: about this. And what you feel right now is is there's a there's frustration first. There's frustration that a park in Seattle. Looks like that. This is Seattle. This ain't some podunk town. This is not a third world country. This is Seattle. And it looks like that. That's number one. Number two. There has been so much sitting around and doing nothing and letting this continue and continue and continue to build up. As people are in these situations, these parks are looking these ways. But again, it goes back to what I told you, and we talked about before: the people that make these decisions, sitting around in their cush hangouts, they
1: don't have to see that on a daily basis. Oh, they they so- do, though. I, I want to find out what, what would you do. I want. I want to. Let's just talk about. We know what the situation is right now. What do we do? I take the
3: money that this Seattle has, and I build a place to have these p- people go. And hold on. And I actually, and if you don't want to go, then you're going to be forced to go. And that's, what, gonna,
1: that's you, the question. That okay, is the big question. Can
3: you force have to, them? Y- yes. You, you, we're going to clean this up. And how do you we're, do that? How do you force the, them? The, the, the people that are volunteering to go, let's go. The people that's not going to go you're gonna go and listen i don't care if you're upset you're gonna have a place to go we're gonna have a place for you to go and then you're saying well no i don't want to leave i want to stay here you don't have a choice you're gonna leave but right now we're to the point now where it's continuing to get so bad that they don't they're not even afraid of the police we talked about this the other day and therein
1: lies the problem
0: that's where we stood this morning, just waiting for the judge to make a decision, which we got during the
1: Tom and Curly show. And the judge has said, what, Hannah? Then, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. We can go ahead okay. and clear the park. <laughs> you okay. guys don't get your emergency injunction. No. But he did take his time to think about it. Uh, he, they wanted him to file from the bench or, yeah, it was order from the bench yesterday. They're saying their are, arguments are it was filed on behalf of one woman who'd been living in the park. They had said, you know, it's going to lead to them. The the police and the city coming in and taking all of these people's belongings, destroying their, quote, homes and then not letting them know where their belongings are. They also pointed out in court that this is a the area where this is, that Cal Anderson Park is a focal point for the Black Lives Matter protesters uh, and uh, things like that. So that was a big deal. The city was fighting back, saying, look, our parks department and police are constantly targeted with violence when they try to go in there and talk to these people. The parks has been the park has officially been closed since like June or July. By, and these people continue to camp here.
0: Curly drew a distinction between protesters
2: and the homeless. The homeless... T- uh, traditionally tend to have drug and alcohol problems. They're not out there. Mm-hmm. These are the people who have grown up in the world where their feelings are most important and that somebody owes them something. So this woman's saying that housing is you a right. Okay, fine. Then you, if you continue that kind of conversation, then what kind of right is it? So what type of house is your right? Is it a three bedroom, a two bedroom? Is it a one bedroom? So we're going to give you the house, but then you have to determine, well, what's the right of your house that you get? And, and compared to everybody else, you cannot have a material thing to be a house because you're taking it from someone else and then you are now taking it. So you don't have a right to a house. You don't have a right to health care. You have rights that are protected for you but you don't have rights to these things. This is the city, uh, by the way, when it comes to Cal Anderson, they're asking people to bring uh, couches and anything yep, they can blankets, to try to block the police. Last night, a guy OD'd and died in there, by the way. that's enough. I don't know how many deaths they've had in there but they had an OD there, an O-death last night. They've had shootings in that area. How about the right of the people to have Uh, peaceful uh, use of the park that is not filled with people that are screaming and yelling all night and shooting drugs or shooting each other. How about the people that live nearby? Do they have a right to a peaceful enjoyment of the park? Do they also have a right to be able to have a business and not have people scream and yell at them and their
4: business? Tangney asked what happens next. So I'm interested in now, with the judge no longer uh, standing in the way of the authorities, the city authorities, the police, uh, the parks and rec uh, people, what do we now expect, given your insight into how the city works? Is the sweep going to happen tonight, tomorrow morning, over the weekend, next week, after Christmas? What, what's your hunch?
1: <laughs> I think that, the, and I don't have any official word on this yet, I can tell right. you that in court, uh, and the city has made clear that if the judge did not issue a restraining order, they had every intention of moving forward and cleaning out, clearing out this park. And again, because of those reasons, there's people in there who've been violent. There's been a murder there in the, you know, over the summer. There's... A lot of dangerous things that go on there. It is considered a hazard. It does fall under that legal guideline where they can do this. They have offered people shelter. I will point out, too, I don't think I said, the woman who was the person that the lawsuit was filed for, she has since now started the process of moving into a tiny home. So she's not uh, even going to be there anymore. It's a, yeah. she's going into her, her shelter. And as have, I think the court paper said something like 20 people had been moved into shelters since the beginning of this process. So these are yep. people who maybe aren't even homeless or homeless advocates who are doing the protesting at this point. And uh, yeah, I would say that we probably. See that the city moves in early in the morning, if I had to guess, tomorrow. Mm -hmm.
4: And I'm assuming that the hundred or so uh, people that were there to protest it yesterday morning will probably be there tomorrow morning. I mean, there's going to be – they're going to be – clashes let's just put it that way i'm assuming is that
1: i would again? i would definitely expect that and you've yeah, got okay. uh, there's already a lot of media there there's been a lot of media there for the last couple of days waiting to see what's going to happen i would uh-huh. guarantee that you're going to see that tomorrow and yeah there i'm already seeing people on the social media channels saying uh, let's we need bodies everybody out let's go let's go let's go be out at the yeah. cal anderson first thing tomorrow
0: ultimately though this story is another example of seattle's active activist culture, and it looks like it'll set up another clash, although for different reasons, between protesters and police. And that constant tension is a reason some officers cite when they leave the region. Dory spoke to former King County Sergeant Victor White about why he left for Arkansas. Why are you leaving?
4: Well, you know, and and I got to tell you, the most difficult uh, part of leaving was the people that I worked with. Sure. Um, there's some amazing, amazing people within the King County Sheriff's Office Those men and women work so hard, you know, and and, uh, any sheriff's office in the land in the United States of America, we have less uh, money for training and equipment and resources and all that. The reason that just drove us over the edge is that we saw the lawlessness just continue to spread wildly. And I refuse to raise my children in that kind of environment and my and i will i will not you know curtail to any politician that says it's okay you know to commit these crimes and and the revolving doors of you know people going to jail and being uh... Right, let right back out it's just it's unacceptable and the way it's going so rapidly i refuse to have my family in that environment yeah. and i'm just being hundred percent real because no one wants that. We all want to live the American dream freedom in our homes, freedom to walk the sidewalks without being assaulted or robbed or whatever. And, and you know, when, when those crimes do happen to people, they must be held accountable. But what I'm seeing is there is no accountability. And I'm sorry, but the leaders, the, the leaders that are elected, uh, on all spectrums, They need to toe the line to protect the citizens that they swore to defend. And I'm not just talking about law enforcement here. I'm talking about all the elected officials, mayors, council members, and all. They all swore an oath to protect the people they serve. And you know what? All that has gone out the window. And it's very sad, but it is true.
0: So, that's the Cairo Radio Rundown for December 17th, 2020. Thanks for listening. I'm Jake Rummel. I also edit, produce, and mix this show. Also, as a heads up, once again, we will be taking a break for the holidays, but we'll return in the new year with new episodes. You don't always have time to listen to every Cairo Radio show, but you'll always have time for the Cairo Radio Rundown. See you in January.